0: Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast, the first one for 2023. Today is Tuesday, January 3rd. Really glad you've joined us. And the Extra Point Podcast is all about taking a little time to look back at the previous week's text or topic from which we preached at First Family Church. And of course, last week, we did look at Psalm chapter 1. Um, And I just kind of emphasized and encouraged all of us about the one thing we could do this year that would make the largest difference in our spiritual growth, and that is to make the Word of God primary and central in our life. And I want to take a little time and just share some things in this episode of the Extra Point Podcast uh, that might be helpful insight regarding the historicity and even the formation of what we know to be our Bible Uh, You may even call this just a short 10-minute class on (laughs) uh, things related to the Old and New Testament. But let me just jump right in and share some historical nuggets that I think would give you some further insight into how we got our Bible and some things that will build your trust and reliability in the Word of God in uh, in an even deeper way. As many of you know, of course, the Bible is the collection of 66 books— Um, In some of the earliest uh, translations or copies, uh, some of the Old Testament books are uh, seen as one instead of two. And so early, early in history, uh, we have, of course, 39 books in the Old Testament. There was a list in which there were 32, I think. Um, But that's because some of the Old Testament books were combined to one. But Those, of course, combined with the New Testament, it is a collection of 66 books or letters um, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God through men, and all of those books not only are self-attested to—in other words, they contain the authority of God—it's self-evident. Those are words we use to describe the authenticity and the reliability. They're self-attesting, or they bear the authority of god but they have also been rec- they've also been recognized um, early, early in history by church fathers, by the apostles, and so there is great um, uh, attestation by others when it comes to which books belong in the Bible. On an, on a further note about this, in the New Testament, the uh, books that comprise the New Testament, there are two hundred and ninety five references to the Old Testament, various books that are within that. Interestingly, there are no references that would attest to the Apocrypha. And so when we think about the books that comprise the Bible, we believe the 66 books are the ones self-attested to and attested to by early apostles as the Word of God and not the Apocrypha and the Uh, Not only is this the record of early church fathers and the apostles, this is the record of the New Testament with 295 attestations and references to the Old Testament and none, of course, with any credibility at all to the Apocrypha. This is an important historical note uh, because the Roman Catholics do accept the Apocrypha as part of the biblical canon. This occurred, of course, at the Council of Trent in the 1500s, Um, The problem is, of course, there are historical inaccuracies, there are scriptural inconsistencies in the Apocrypha. doesn't mean that there is not some legitimate history in there, Um, but as far as being self-attesting and then, of course, uh, being um, attested to by others, um, containing the authority of God, uh, they lack that, and so it's important to realize that there is... uh, no evidence whatsoever for the apocryphal books to be contained within the authoritative, inspired collection of books we know as the Bible, the 66 books contained in both the Old and New Testament. Speaking of those 66 books, here's another interesting fact. Uh, Those books were attested to by others and recognized as having the authority of God Um, as early as the 300s. They were circulated, of course, even before that. Uh, Much of the New Testament was recognized, even by the apostles, as inspired and authoritative within their own lifetime. But as far as an entire collection seen as God's inspired revelation, uh, giving us um, the history of His people and, of course, an understanding of Himself, um, that is a very early um, date of the 300s of recognizing these 66 as the inspired Word of God to us and the complete revelation of God to us in these 66 books. And so that builds my confidence. I hope it builds your trust. There's not this long delay or this, you know, long line of centuries after centuries of people waiting and trying to figure out. There's early attestation and recognition of the authority of God in these 66 books as early as within 200 years uh, you know after the first century when um, they were written, of course, we think revelation is probably around 90 AD. So you know within 200 years of the finishing of revelation, there's a clear recognition that these 66 books are the completed uh, revelation of God to man concerning his, Uh, plan and redemption of his people. Of course, these 66 books, of course, um, all have original manuscripts, but we don't have any of the original manuscripts currently. And some people think perhaps we do, like maybe behind some closed glass somewhere in a museum, but all we have that we know about are copies of original manuscripts. Now, That doesn't mean they're not reliable. Uh, They are. They're very trustworthy. There are thousands of copies of the original manuscripts, and so there is great evidence that the Bible we have today is trustworthy and consistent and contains exactly what God intended to say. So we know that the original manuscripts, those men who were moved upon by the Holy Spirit, carried along by the Holy Spirit, As they wrote, they were inspired in those original manuscripts, of course, and in the copies, we often say, have the preservation of God and and the faithfulness of God behind them, so we have full confidence and trust that what we have today is exactly what God intended for us to have, not only because of the thousands of copies, but also because of the character of our God. He's faithful and trustworthy and dependable to preserve and protect and then provide for us His Word, even though we we don't actually have the any of the original manuscripts. We have thousands of trustworthy copies, and this is often what you see on various displays or exhibits. You see copies of copies, and I've seen several... And they are quite motivating and quite interesting, and they do build our confidence and trust and reliability in the revelation of God that is given to us in the 66 books of the Old and New Testament. Now concerning the various times these manuscripts disagree, and we know that exists, they are officially called variants, V-A-R-I-A-N-T-S. when one manuscript may have this and another manuscript may have that, uh, what do we do with that discrepancy? You could use the word inconsistency. And so you have to kind of compare the manuscripts, and there are different ways to do that. The science, uh, of course, behind that is called textual criticism. It's just the art or the science or the study of the different variants that exist in the manuscripts and how to determine which one is the most accurate. Of course, there are various... uh, ways to do that. Some use the number of manuscripts. Some use the dates of manuscripts. And so there's different filters and different methods. Just know this, that we do admit there are variants in the manuscripts. Contradictions, we could say, inconsistencies exist. However, understand this, and this is amazing to me, that over uh, you know thousands of years um, and, and thousands of manuscripts, and copies of them will say, there is not a single inconsistency, and I'll use the word variant. There's not a single variant that exists that affects a major doctrine, not one. I think that's incredibly incredibly edifying. It builds our trust in a beautiful fashion to know that uh, in these 66 books that are self-attested to, that are recognized by early, early church fathers and apostles as having the stamp of God's authority, that within all of the copies that followed, there's not a single inconsistency or variant in a major doctrine. And that just builds, again, the credibility and the historicity of the Bible. Um, The Bible is also filled with... uh, many historical markers and tags. So it places its events and its books and its characters in real space and time. And in all of these um, accounts, though there may be some variance in the manuscripts, not a single variant or inconsistency exists within a major doctrine. And so I just want to say to you that as you make the Bible a primary part of your life in 2023, as you make meditating on the law of God, which is how Psalm 1 refers to it, as you root your life in God's word, not man's opinion, you can trust the Bible to lead you correctly, to give you God's wisdom, and to be the foundation upon which you can build a solid life for you and your family. It is the guidebook for living a wise life. And my goal today was not only to exhort you towards that spiritually and pastorally, but also now historically, scientifically, even grammatically, to trust the Bible. We have received it um, through God's faithfulness, His preservation, and very uh, visibly through accurate, definitive Uh, observable methods that have a great track record and tremendous reliability and trust. So I want to say to you, yes, pastorally, historically, scientifically, and spiritually, you can trust your Bible and build your life on God's wisdom in 2023.